This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Welcome along to another edition of Talking Travel on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Travel World on King. I'm Wayne Stamm. With me, of course, Sally Lucas. Well, the, the Aussie dollar, it's worth a bit more these days. We can afford to go overseas. Well, we can, not like year 2000, when I think a lot of us did try and escape because of the Olympics. I mean, some were really hooked on the Olympics and the others, particularly our friends in Sydney, all just, you know, got out. Yes. Because the town was in, I suppose, gridlock as far as work's concerned. And we weren't really winning at all then. The people coming here were winning, but we were losing big time. But, yeah, our dollar has improved. I mean, it never really improves too much against the pound, as probably everybody knows. But, I mean, it certainly has against US dollar, the yen, New Zealand and so on. So just to let people know now that you know, Japan particularly where it was perceived to be expensive, it really isn't anymore. You know, yeah. and I think that's a good thing because that will help encourage, you know, tourism obviously into Japan, which is what we're wanting to do to get people out there and experience life in in the fast or slow lane, whichever it may be. But Japan's a very interesting country and it used to be an expensive destination, but the weak yen now means that, you know what I mean, we get quite good value for money and you can eat very very reasonably like lots of little sushi bars and sukiyaki places and so it doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg which it used to do to even just to eat in Japan let alone the cost of accommodation Um, another place too is is Taiwan and Taiwan's a very modern country which a lot of us don't go there are not aware of Taiwan Um, but it's got fantastic modern shopping malls and luxury retreats it's got mountains and lakes and so on so it's a a lovely country and again the dollar's good there Um, and South Africa I mean, the weak rand, again, it makes South mm. Africa a fantastic destination to go to. And, I mean, that continent, the whole African continent, like the South American continent, has so much to offer. You know, there's just such a wide variety of things to do in these huge continents, whether it be from, you know, wildlife to waterfalls to deserts. To, you know, you've just got this whole gamut of exciting things to do and at a better better cost. And, of course, the United States, needless to say. I mean, it's cheaper for us to go there now as well. Yes, sirree. So, yes, sirree. You yes. Last you time, No, last time I went there, I think it was 49 cents in the dollar is what we oh, were costing God. me a fortune. I know, it's ridiculous, isn't it? And talking South America, the peso, again, too, because, I mean, it's not a very strong currency either in Argentina, and Argentina's a fabulous country, Buenos Aires in particular, mm. you know, it's, it's marvellous, and just got such a buzz and a feel about it, and you've got old and new and cobblestone streets, and but you've got fashion, and you know, the food's great, and all that sort of thing. Well, so, Tango Championships are on this month in Argentina. Well, there you go. See? See, you, you, you're you up on things, oh, aren't you? yes, know-it-all. <laughs> know-it-all. Oh, yes. <laughs> Mr. Know-it-all, that's me. Um, travelling in Europe is never cheap, and hasn't been really since the introduction of the Euro, but at the moment, it's probably as cheap as it's going to ever get, I would think. So there are some little benefits in there. And just remember when you're taking your money, just be sensible in how you take it to get your best exchange rate and all that. Now, whether you buy a cash passport card, which are readily available now, or if you still want to use your, your own um, credit card, but not an ATM card, should I say, rather than a credit card. So you've transferred money and so you're just withdrawing out of your own savings yep. account. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's a much better way of either doing it or the cash passport card. Cash passport, I definitely think, still is the much safer yeah, I like them. Your money. Yeah, yeah, and you can reload it, top it yeah. up. No one knows your PIN number, your name's nope. not on it, it's a blank nope. card, only you know the PIN, and I mean, let's hope you don't forget it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I've got to yeah. memorise it every time I go away, but no, I think they're a good idea. No, they are. Better than carrying a whole stack of cash around all over the place and, anyway. And to, and to locate banks in a lot of these foreign countries is not easy. No. Nope. And also it's often very slow. 
and you know you also want to get there, get your money, and get on with things because you're there. Time is of the essence. So yep. yeah. So that was all I was going to say about that, just to how our currency is faring in some of these countries. And there are lots of good places to go at the moment. And you're right with the Aussie dollar being at the rate that it is currently, especially mm. if you're thinking about going through the states. Mm. Great time now. Canada would also have to be nice because yes. there's not a great deal of difference, is there? No, no, not a great deal of difference. Um, often a slightly better rate of exchange in Canada, but then again, Canada can sometimes be slightly more expensive. So it probably balances out as being pretty similar. So there you are. Put so your pennies you away. They're worth a little bit more than they were a couple of years ago. Welcome along. We're talking travel on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Travel World on King. I'm Wayne Stan. With me is Sally Lucas, and we're going sailing in the Whit Sundays. I like the Whit Sundays. I do too, and yeah. I've done it a couple of times, so I've been a bit spoiled actually. I've yeah. cruised the Whit Sundays twice now in a yacht with, with on our own the first time, basically. Um, had two friends on board for a couple of days, and that was pretty hairy the first time we did it because the waters are not as calm as people expect. Just to let people know, I'm not trying to put them off sailing there. All I'm saying is don't think it's all just going to be calm waters. You need wind to sail, let's face it, for yes. a start. Yes, and it's the ocean, Sal. And it's still the it's ocean. It's called the ocean. And even it's though it's called the Mill Pond, it's no. called the ocean. But those islands, of course, of the Whitsundays were originally yeah. attached to the mainland. So everyone thinks because it's like a passage yes. that it's going to be all calm waters. Well, it's not. You get wind, no. you get white caps, yes. you get movement. Yeah. Right, um, not, not big seas, though. No, 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 not big seas. No. But but you can get whiteouts and all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like any any sailing, it's it's all an adventure when you sail. Yeah, of course. And the thing is, I think you've got to remember that um, if you haven't been on a yacht before, the people, the non yachties, get on board and whinge about you know toilets the size of broom closets and oh god, the bed's not big and da da da. da whereas the yachties go on board and say, oh wow, this is a spacious yacht. God, isn't this nice? It's a bit of luxury, you know. Um, the one thing you can do, though, if you're worried about space, is you get a, a, a trimaran. Because what happens with that in the pontoons is the sleeping quarters, and yep. stretched across the pontoons, which means is up high, is all yep. your living space. Yes. So you're not going down below, if you like, to yep. sit in a dining area or whatever. So you've got this terrific expanse where you can look out. Mm. And if you've got enough of you, I think that's quite a, a good way of doing it. I mean, a, a true yachty only believes in a, a monohull. But, I mean, just think of yourselves and... Your comfort and all that sort of thing, and that way you are you do get more space. I can assure you. Look, it's cruising around. You know, that's the whole part of going up to the Whit Sundays. That's what you want to do is cruise <sighs> Look, around the islands. You it's don't beautiful. Have to sail. If you wanted to sail around them, oh, you, you, and you do want to sail around. But you, you know what I mean. You don't yeah, actually want to go sailing, sailing. No, you want to go up for a holiday. And, that's, yes. and I think that they probably do it as good as anybody. Yes. And I mean, the thing is, if you don't sail yourself, obviously I would suggest that if you are going to think of this, that you should always have someone on board that has sailing experience. Otherwise, yes. you'll find it extremely difficult. That's right. If not, you can get one with a skipper. Okay? Yeah, so you can. You, I mean, it means you've got to give up a bunk. So it might work about slightly dearer per head because instead of saying you have six people on board, you might only have five because you've got to allow for the skipper. Um, food, they provision fantastic food for you. They can organise all the provisioning for you. You fly into Hamilton Island because it's really the only airport right in the Sundays. Pick up your yacht and I mean off you go. You've got to radio in each afternoon. There's a set time so they know where you are and you let them know that morning where you're heading and when you've got there. Yep. Um, they give you all the wonderful safe moorings that are, you know, where the wind's coming from. They'll say, oh, tonight might be better to moor in this bay or that bay. So you get a lot of help along the way. You're always in touch with someone. You're never out of touch. Um, if you run out of water, it's not far if you have to come back into Shoot Harbour or Hamilton Island to top up your water tanks or fuel and all that sort of thing. And the thing is, you've got some beautiful, beautiful islands in the Whitsun. It's about 74 islands. And 
a lot of them uninhabited and very pristine mm. and fantastic snorkeling conditions and diving and mm. it's just a beautiful place. I mean, we were so lucky when we went last time. We were just rounded the back of Hayman Island near Pearl Bay and it was in the school holidays so you would have expected to see heaps of yachts, which you do normally, to be quite honest with you, in the June-July holidays. And we just rounded the corner and what was there but two humpbacks mm. playing. Beautiful. And, and we were just, I'd say, oh, no more than 100 yards from them, we just moored, and they played around us for about an hour and then took off. And this is what you'll experience from July to September. And we saw dolphins and big turtles. And, you know, it's just a fantastic experience to go and sail the Whit Sundays if you've never done it. Now, if you're not into sailing, of course, there are cruises. So, you know, if you feel that you can't cope with the sail situation, you can certainly charter a cruising motorboat, you know what I mean, a vessel as well. I'm lucky enough to be doing a little bit more of that um, in a couple of weeks, Wayne. I'm going up to Cairns and doing a Captain Cook cruise up around the Low Isles and Lizard Island and all around those really tropical northern islands, which I haven't haven't done. I've been to the mainland. I've done Port Douglas, Cairns and all that, but I haven't actually gone out. You'll like that. To the islands, yeah, yeah. very pretty up through there. And Low, Low of course, is one of, I think, one of the prettiest islands. Oh, can't Beautiful wait, actually. Can't and then, wait. And Liz, it's glorious. Yeah, so I've got all that to look forward to. But, yeah, just don't forget Oz. I mean, we all talk about going overseas a lot, but we've got some wonderful destinations in Australia. Really, if you're going to go anywhere tropical, one of the nice things about going Oz is that uh, most of the reefs here are very well protected. Overseas, mm. they don't take anywhere near as much care of them, uh, and a mm. lot of the coral gets trampled because people don't know any better than that. That's right. But if you go out here uh, mm. on the Great Barrier Reef, you get a lecture before you get over the side of the boat mm. about what you can tread on That's and what right. not to and you know yes. things that you need to be careful about. Because coral is very fragile. Oh, you do have to be incredibly careful with it, and you can destroy it if you're not careful. And global warming is doing that already, so we don't True. want to destroy it any further no. ourselves by trampling on it. And also, you can combine it with a bit of the mainland. I mean, we've still got one of the best rainforest systems in the world. We're the only place in the world where you've got two World Heritage um, areas abutting each other with the, almost the Dane Tree and the Barrier Reef. Yeah, true. And that Dane Tree, I mean, they, they've worked out that that was where cycads originated, that wonderful palm. Like, we've got lots of flora that they know emanated from here. That's how old our continent must be. You know, one of the oldest in the world. So mm. you could experience these wonderful things before they disappear on us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> tomorrow, but it could happen soon. All right, that sounds lovely. We look forward to joining you again with Talking Travel for our sponsor, Travel World on King, here on 2NURFM 103.7.